The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Man, this storm, Trevor, it's awful. Oh man, we weren't prepared for this. We're gonna capsize if it keeps like this. I never took any sailing lessons. I didn't think it was important to be on a boat. Oh God, I hope you were the expert. We're gonna die. We're totally gonna die. Oh no. Oh no. It's a giant wave. Days. What is that? that? Sweet voice, is that? That's... I think that's Zelda calling for me. Oh, this is worth living for. I've got to wake up. Wake up, Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> Why you go, Trevor? Oh my God, it was you. Why did you? Why, why did you kiss me? Good God. Oh. 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 oh I can't see anybody throw up. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Oh, uh, Trevor, we've washed up. We've washed up on this island. Oh, what is this like, Kohulin Island? I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't either, and it's obvious you also don't. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Uh, we're in, wait a minute. I see something buried in the sand, Trevor. Oh, could it be the sword or the shield? Uh, no, let me dig. No, it's not a sword. Oh, it's it's not a shield. It's it's an iPod Nano. <laughs> So nothing useful, in other words. Great. And there's only, and it doesn't have a lot of space, but it does have one thing on. It, it's got one download, seriously. Yeah, and it's a, it's a podcast. We're gonna be stranded on this island for the rest of our natural days, and we have one thing to listen to. Please tell me it's something amazing. It's. Oh my god. It's. It's retro. retro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Gather round. I don't know what that was. I apologize. Immediately apologize. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, is there a movie I feel like starts out like that? It's like a yeah, musical? Yeah, there is. It's, it's like a, come on, everybody. Yeah, it's like what is this? a song made up for a movie. What is it? Oh, it's Lost. We're thinking of Lost. Yeah. Yeah, it's Charlie's yeah. song. Yeah. Hey, Hello. you all, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> hey, that's actually appropriate. I yeah, didn't mean for it to be, but it's lost. They got washed up on an island, or crashed yeah. on an island, I should say. Well, some of them were washed up. And the ending was controversial. Yeah, yeah. Well, which, we'll get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. Very excited about what we're talking about to Trevor. I would dare say this may be one of the more heavier hitters that we've covered here recently on Retro Bliss. It is, and uh, yeah, right off the bat, uh, 
we plan on this being a pocket episode because it is a Game Boy slash Game Boy Color game. But uh, we decided it should be a full episode. Because it's the second Zelda game we've covered, and uh, we've been promising a Zelda game for two years now, and we're actually covering a totally different one. That's awesome. That's us. That is yeah. Richard Bliss. Yeah. If we promise something, uh, we're sorry. <laughs> we are sorry, but I'm not sorry um, that we're covering Link's Awakening DX. So, uh, yeah, I mean... This is this is this is a pretty big deal for me because the only other time we covered a Zelda game was your first real Zelda game, and it was the original. Yeah. Yes, and I really liked it quite a bit. Yeah, which I knew I would. It, Zelda was always one of those franchises that I kind of lived through. You, if that makes sense, I've never had them, but you would mm-hmm. always talk to me about them, and I I think I'd seen a, you play a couple of them. I definitely remember. What's the one? I think it's a sixty-four one where he's on the little raft in the ocean. Oh, that's Wind Waker for GameCube and the, Wii U. Oh, it's GameCube. Then I one hundred percent have a memory of watching either you or Derek play that. Oh yeah, because it was in Derek's room. I remember this very distinctly. Yeah, all the systems were in Derek's room for a while, weren't they? Well, he had a nice TV. Yeah. Which which now, by today's standards, weighed like a million tons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's massive. Well, yeah, so. My my memories and my God, I wish I wish I had any memory at all. We've already discovered you have, I think, clinical memory issues. <laughs> but I am epically bad with like details of things I really should remember. But I'm pretty positive that Link's Awakening for the original Fat Game Boy was my first Zelda game, and in fact, the only Zelda game I played for ages because I didn't really get back into Zelda until Ocarina of Time. But I remember, uh. My uncle, who's awesome, who I mentioned many times because he got us, he bought us Donkey Kong Country 2 when it was brand new and like $70. Yeah, he, he got us a go kart. He was awesome. Um, but, anyways, one Christmas he got me, it was from a pawn shop, but it was when the Game Boy was still, you know, a big deal. The fat Game Boy, that awesome, huge case that looks like a fat Game Boy. And I know for sure it was Super Mario Land and Link's Awakening. And I think those are the only two games I had for a while until I bought Kirby's Dreamland myself a little yeah. bit later. So I, I, I was an ignorant child. I've said this many times, but I definitely remember playing this one a lot and just sticking with it because it's one of two games I had. And even then, I thought it was. I don't know if I cared or knew what Zelda was back then, but I just thought it was a really cool game. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I sadly only have just memories of seeing the cartridge. Yeah, uh, when because uh, I one hundred percent remember that carrying case you had for your Game Boy. Oh yeah, what was the game? Because Derek got ended up with a Game Boy too, and what was the game that you were able to actually connect them together to play with each other? I don't, rem- I do remember doing that, but I don't remember what the, the game was. One I remember for the original Fat Game Boy was F One Race. That was it. That was it. Yep. Yes. yes, I don't know how, but I somehow have four copies of that freaking game, and two of them <laughs> look brand new. I guess the one of those games they were just basically giving away at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I bet it's worth a bunch of money. Oh, yeah, like a dollar. Yeah. Um, no, F1 Race. It was the simplest, you know, monochrome, of course, like all Game Boy games, racing game. But you could connect up to four people with that adapter. And that was just a really cool thing, especially back then. You know, I was thinking about that. What Game Boy games, again, with my memory sucking, do I actually remember 100% that I had originally, like, you know, before going back and buying games later on? And the ones I could come up with are so odd. <laughs> So this was a fun exercise, and let me know if it's boring. 
Uh, <laughs> Super Mario Land and Zelda Link's Awakening, I got. And then I got Kirby. I think it was also from a pawn shop because I just had the cartridge. And then the only ones I can tell you 100% sure I had until I was like, you know, a teenager were Alfred the Chicken. I don't know why, but do you remember Alfred Chicken? When I never, it's when I discovered when I was an adult. I didn't know it when I was a kid. I kind of want to remember. I don't. I don't remember you having it. I don't know why I have memories of that game or why I had it. I don't even remember if it was any good at all, but I remember having it. And then a game called Faceball. Do you remember that one? No. <laughs> so I just remember having this game, and again, I don't particularly remember it being good, but I remember I got pretty good at it because it was one of a handful of games I had. It was yeah. a first-person game where you are shooting faces, like smiley faces. It was so weird. It's probably terrible, honestly, but I remember that. And then after that... And you're right. And you're right. Yeah. This is this, this is boring. And then, so let me think. Um, when I was writing my <laughs> diary at 12 years old... <laughs> okay, honestly, I would be interested in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would do. No, yeah, so... what Has anything happened the last couple of weeks? I kind of just jumped into memories of the game, but... Is there anything terrible, well, embarrassing that's happened? I don't know. I've eaten KFC twice in the last two weeks. Oh, I do remember something. I remember something grand. All right, so let's go. All right. Let's go behind the scenes of the lives of Johnny and Trevor and Derek. Uh, poor Derek gets knocked into this with us. Well, no. But every Monday, we try to, if possible, uh, all play. Uh, well, right now, it's been Call of Duty, a game that we can all play together online. And we try to we try to at least try that on Mondays if it's possible. So this Monday, this past Monday, as of this recording, Derek and I were already on, and we were playing Call of Duty. And uh, Trevor was sending messages. And he was like, "Hey, if you got, I'm, it's going to be later, uh, but you were planning on getting on, but you were still out with your family. I think you went to Target for a very special reason. Yes. Uh, and then you got something to eat. Uh, but you can. Uh, but let me tell you." I want you to fill in the holes after I tell my part of the story. <laughs> All right. So Trevor Folly gets on. It's already like nine o'clock. Just for the record, we're usually done by nine thirty, not ten o'clock <laughs> around in there. Because we're old men and uh we can't stay up past ten. And uh so Trevor finally gets on. <laughs> and we get in one quick game of Call of Duty, and then all of a sudden, Trevor, I just hear this. I just hear this noise uh, through the through the headset. Ugh. Oh, 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 and it's constant. <laughs> and Trevor, and then I hear Trevor say something to the effect of, Man, I'm really gonna have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then he just starts making more noises. Oh, mm. and then he goes, and I am not kidding you, he goes, I think I can get one more game in before I have to go. <laughs> And I had to say, no, Trevor, just <laughs> like you're a child. <laughs> like, I'm sure you make up miles. Like, you know, when a kid has to go to the bathroom. You oh, can all tell. the time. Yeah. You, and you got to kind of make them go to the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, Trevor, just go to the bathroom. So that's. It was so, so was disappointing. It was so disappointing because. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> you just some real sexy talk for a second. Oh, yeah. This is my, how we. This is how we get the lady listeners right oh, here. Oh, yeah. My my bowels just dictate too much of my life and I get tired of it. And I was already, like Johnny said, two hours late. I barely got one game. Oh, so you're, so what you're saying is when uh, I was making good at the bathroom, you were kind of like 
sticking it to the bowels, really. Yeah, like, I'm yeah not, I'm trying to stick not, it to the man. Yeah, I'm not going to go when you want me to go. No. <laughs> so, I would only play one game, and then by the time I was done in there, uh, I, we're already ready to quit. So, yeah, it was very disappointing, but it was the right call. Um, <laughs> I've cleaned enough underwear as an adult grown man, and that's not even counting my son's accidents. So, um, <laughs> Sometimes I think maybe we are a bit too honest on here. I think so, but I'm glad you mentioned Target because I wasn't even going to mention that. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie comes out. Gosh, by the time they hear this, it'll be way less than a month, like three yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's, it's in the, it's next. We're recording this on March 9th, so this will come out next the week after, basically. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be maybe a month, less than a month away from yeah the Mario movie coming out. So I went to Target uh, specifically to get the uh, Jack specific uh, Super Mario van that is shown in that awesome teaser trailer. And I hope it's going to be a part of the movie. I think it will be. Um, it's like the plumbing van, the Mario and Luigi plumbing van. Yeah, it looks amazing. I really want one, too. I was very jealous. I went for that and I left with that and the little castle and the Bowser that breathes smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you're a patron, if you're a patron, if you're a patron. Uh, it's actually the producer and director level. Uh, you have a link for that video of the unboxing of all of those toys um, on Patreon.com. Yeah, go check also, it out. They're I'll actually pay- really honestly. I mean, I love that van, and that's the one that I would want out of all those. But that Bowser's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> I've got another video of really showing the Bowser in action. I put the batteries in it and stuff, and he's just so cool. I'll probably post yeah, he's that very. Well. Cool. He actually. Uh, well, I don't want to give anything away, but just let's just say it's a really cool thing he does. Yeah, it's just a great toy. Um, but yeah, all patrons, uh, actually, I think we're going to be caught up after today because we're going to do a very nice top five Yes, uh, for all patrons. Even at a dollar, you can listen to every single top five list and tons of other audio and some videos even that we've done. If you want, if you want to, uh, if you want to hear what two, what's a word I can use that's not harsh to us? Morbidly obese humongously out of shape <laughs> men uh, from the South what their take on what the best fast food uh, burger is. We're going to do our next retro list on our top five favorite fast food burgers. So, And if anybody's an expert on that, it is us. I dare say that's true, yeah. And we live <laughs> so, in the Southeast of the United States, so we probably have more fast food around here than about anywhere in the world. And what's really funny is last night when we were discussing this, we were like, let's come up with a list we can actually come up with pretty quick. But then when we were just actually, again, to bring Derek into this, uh, he's the one who started bringing up some points to it. Like, yeah, he's being scientific about it. Like, well, you got to count value points, taste points, protein I dare say this was going to be more nuanced than any of the other lists we've ever done. <laughs> yes, and... Um, Spoiler alert, I tried to squeeze in in a few more minutes to play in the game and realized on my way down here, I've actually not made my list. I but haven't either, so I'm going to do it on the fly. I think it'll be more fun to do it on the my, fly. In my head, I've made lists similar to this a thousand times. I'm not kidding. I rank my food. Yeah. I'm just a freak. But, right. but back to, to the game. Into this game, Link's Awakening. Yeah. So we're covering the DX version. If you don't know, the original game that I had on my fat Game Boy came out in 1993 on the original Game Boy. So pretty soon after a link to the past, you know, it was still early in the Zelda lifespan, really. But the DX version was for the Game Boy Color, 
and it has a brand new dungeon, and of course it's full color, and that didn't come out until 1998, so it was five years later. Um, but basically it's the same game, but color makes a big difference. And It so really does. That's yeah. definitely the version to play. There's no reason not to now. You can play it on your Switch if you have the expansion pass, um, or of course you can buy the cart, or there's lots of ways to play it. It's been on download services and um but the game was directed by Takashi now get ready for this pronunciation it's uh, be great Takashi Tezuka and produced mm-hmm. by this guy I've never heard of called Shigeru Miyamoto who's that no never heard of him uh three composers were listed and I'm trying to do a better job of this especially when the music stands out spoiler alert I well, guess yeah spoiler alert which it most certainly does on this game uh Kazumi Tutaka Monaco Hamano and Kazue Ishikawa. Just know that we're two Southern guys and we mean no disrespect. <laughs> you because we, le- to- we legit think these people are really talented. So it's not, are- and we love their work. I'm I- so terrible at pronouncing foreign words. But you're words. better you, than you, I am. We're so bad at it that we actually have to apologize every time yeah, to not yes. be offensive. <laughs> yes, because we're not trying to be. We're just not good at it. Uh, and I don't want. To- it's it's one of those things where like you really respect something somebody's done, yeah. So you don't want to like butcher their name, and uh, I feel like we're just going to butcher it. But yeah. And this game has a more fun and cool history than I thought. I'm going to give it just a little bit here, and there's going to be a little bit more in the Bliss Quiz. But Tezuka, the director, is a name that when you start looking on Wikipedia or other professional sources, he's a name you often see listed alongside Miyamoto um, as either the co-director or the lead designer on such unknown hidden indie gems as Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, and the original Legend of Zelda. He's always listed there right with Miyamoto. So this guy's the real yeah. deal. Um, and it started out as an after-hours project to kind of show a proof of concept for a Game Boy game. <clears throat> and it was almost done as like a freelance thing. And and then it sort of became, well, we, we need to port a link to the past to the Game Boy. So originally, it was just going to be a port of Link to the Past, um, and it became its own thing. And we'll get into a lot more with the gameplay, I'm sure, but that's why that sort of freelance nature of it is why you see some weird cameos and stuff that were not like something you expected in a Zelda game. And also why this game doesn't mention Hyrule (laughs) or Zelda or any of that stuff. (laughs) I would dare say this game is more connected to Mario than anything else. (laughs) Yeah, except for Link himself. There's more references to Mario than there is to the past Zelda games. Yeah. Um, and which I'm all, remember, which, which is... I'm all for, by the way. I'm not knocking it at all. It's a, I actually, that's one of the so things unique. that really got, really, uh, as the wrestling fans say, really got a pop out of me, as in I was excited to see that. It, it's it's one of those things I thought just doesn't happen anymore, at least not with big companies. Like, it's like, hey, let's just do this and see what happens. And then you got all this weird stuff and it makes it in the final game. It's so yeah. cool. Um, yeah, it's very, very cool. I did want to read the prologue from the manual instead of trying to recap the story because I think it just does a great job okay. of setting up the game. I so, do it really dramatically, though. All right. So from the manual, prologue. Though you, And by the way, this is the only time you'll hear, hear Hyrule mentioned, or Zelda. Though you fulfilled the Hyrulean prophecy of the legendary hero and destroyed evil tyrant Ganon, the land of Hyrule enjoyed only a precarious peace. Who knows what threats may arise from Ganon's ashes? The restless people murmured as they knitted their brows and shook their heads. Ever vigilant, 
you decided to journey away from Hyrule on a quest for enlightenment in search of wisdom that would make you better able to withstand the next threat to your homeland. Months of difficult travel passed. After a long and fruitful voyage, you breathed deeply the sea spray from the deck of the ship that carried you home to Hyrule. But your homecoming was not to be. Suddenly, a squall struck your ship. And though you valiantly fought the waves, a lightning bolt reduced your ship to splinters. Your world faded to black as you sank into the darkness of the storm-tossed sea with the remains of your craft. But in the cold darkness of the deep, you heard a comforting voice that reminded you of home. It was the voice of Princess Zelda. You're going to be all right, the voice said. Trevor! What a relief! Trevor! You open your eyes to find Princess Zelda, Zelda standing over you. Or was Trevor? it? Trevor, it's me! No! Actually, it turned out to be a woman named Johnny. <laughs> a woman named Marin. She explained that you had drifted the wreck sorry, you drifted from the wreckage to the shores of Kohalent Island. The mysterious island was unique for the gigantic egg which crowned the central mountain. It was said that a mythical creature, the windfish, lay asleep inside the egg. You set out in a search for your sword and other gear that might have washed up on the beach with you. As you stood in the surf with your recovered sword, a strange owl suddenly appeared and hooted this riddle. Awaken the windfish, and all will be answered. What is the windfish, you wonder? And what did its awakening portend? I tell you, I'm learning words from this I didn't even know about. Portend. That's a great word. Yeah, portend. Your most mysterious adventure yet, following the riddle of the windfish through the uncharted island of Kohilent, is about to unfold. Bomb. By the way, you pretty much you pretty much learned most of that in the uh, little opening. Yeah, the opening does a good job of showing all that without saying it. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's that. Uh, obviously, there's a remake that came out not too long ago that I want to talk about later. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, Trevor, I think it's time that we dive in and let's uh, let's we'll see what do we want to do. do you, let's just do graphics. Graphics. Let's get into. Yet. All right. So, Johnny, you uh, have had a lot of experience with the original Zelda, and obviously you've played some Link to the Past and some other Zeldas. What did you think, just kind of first impressions? Uh, it, I mean, the... <laughs> The main reason I like that original Zelda is kind of the look of it to start with. You know, it just looks so old school in the in the best way. And this one does as well. It's like a really vamped up version of the original, just in graph just graphically to me. I really, really love how this game looks. And spoiler alert spoiler spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, I actually even absolutely adore the way the remake looks. Uh, so much so that uh, I got a big secret that's going to come out at the end of this when I get my score. So, uh, by the way, when Johnny says remake, he's talking about the 2019 Switch remake, but the yes. DX version we're playing is also a remake. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Technically, yeah. I, I had a revelation that this is the most remade Zelda game ever because it got two genuine, genuine remakes, not just yeah, because the other ones. Yeah, the other ones have just kind of been re-released and maybe upgraded to be- for better TVs. Right. I think. There was a Wind Waker yeah. HD, but that was the only re-release of that one. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's true, yeah. So this one got I mean, two actual remakes. I mean, all the characters are very 
look have very fun designs. The enemies are very fun looking. Uh, Zelda is great. Uh, he looks. I mean, well, Link. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I, Link that's on purpose. <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. Link is amazing. Uh, he looks fantastic here. I mean, even the little, even the little opening, honestly, for the hardware it's on, is pretty impressive because it's it's probably the best you could do trying to have a quote unquote cutscene in a video game at the time. Yeah, especially for a handheld. On top of that, it looked a lot like a page out of a manga, which I'm sure was yes. the point. Yes, it looked really cool. I really appreciated that a great deal. Uh, so yeah, and, I, and just uh, I mean. Just that scene, the opening of, like, when you get introduced to the, when you're on the beach of the island, and the, and the camera kind of just uh, goes up to show the egg. You yeah. Know, kinda, oh, just, so that's just really cool. It's just so well done. Uh, this game just looks fantastic. It's your own one island, really, but it's very, fairly diverse, too. Mm-hmm. And I and here's another spoiler alert. I purposely didn't play this more than an hour because well i'll give that part away later but there's a reason for it and yeah, i was very that, mad when you told me that until you told me the reason i trolled you i did troll you, you. you really did yeah i told you that i had i'm gonna have a problem with this game and there is a problem but i'll tell you what it is at the end but the just in that little bit that i played i mean i was on the beach at one point i was in the mysterious woods at one point i was in a dungeon and then i was in the little town you know, all of that just in one little, just in about an hour or somewhere around in there. And I can tell you this, the way the map is set up and looks, it makes, well, me, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, it makes me want to, like, just explore all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a, it, well, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. You're on this island, you don't know what it is, and you're like, hey, I wonder what's in this corner. And it kind of makes sense. Obviously, the shore is at the bottom of the map, and then... You go up north and there's, you know, the mountains and different things. It just makes sense. To me, this is like, you said it's like a souped up original Zelda. And that's what it is. It's it's like the original Zelda, but with more character and charm. Like the yes. characters are obviously a lot chunkier and more cartoony in a good way. More cartoony than the original and Zelda. I, and I would also say, and this is getting kind of in the, uh, in the gameplay a little bit. But I would also say that even though, like, I think that original Zelda plays pretty perfectly. This one, the controls actually even feel a little better to me. Everything, yeah, everything just feels so chunky and solid, and that includes yeah. the graphics. Like it's, uh, I appreciate that it's not just a link to the past because the link to the past was on a more powerful system than the original Game Boy. Yeah. Then, just, end of the day, this is an original Game Boy game, even though we played the color version. And yeah, it's just like it's. I, I would, I love the way it looks so much. That would be totally okay if they remade the original Legend of Zelda. And like made it like a Game Boy Color game in this style. Um, it's just yeah. got a great look to it. The the enemies are somebody. If somebody were to ask me like, what's the most? I don't. To me, every Zelda game is fun, but like the most lighthearted fun Zelda game, just based on looks, I would have to point to this one probably. Yeah, maybe that's why this one's speaking to me too. There's a style to it that I that I really appreciate that's very much quote-unquote me mm-hmm. uh, when it comes I mean, even if you've seen any of my art it's kind of has the same kind of i try to put a little bit of fun in it and i think they do that here i mean within the first like when you, when you first are, get loose to actually move around on the island one of the first things you're going to come across and this is no spoiler law is a daggum chainsaw 
Yeah. You know, you see him in a in somebody's yard, and how like that's what I knew right there. I literally did that, and I was like, "Yep, this this game's for me." <laughs> I remember years ago thinking I eventually need to get, and we ended up playing the original Legend of Zelda instead. But I need to get you to play this game because I knew with all the Mario references, you'd be in for it. Yes, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want I'm to such know- a Mario? I'm such a Mario nerd that it, it's it's scratching an itch. <laughs> Actually, since you've not had this game spoiled for you, I'm not. Just for you, not even for anybody else. I'm not going to go over all the other characters, but we'll just say there's more than just a Chain Chomp. Yes, I've seen... I'll tell you the ones that I've seen. Okay. Chain Chomp was obviously the first one, and I've seen a Yoshi. Okay. Like in the in the from toy... The it was like yeah. in the shop, in the game shop, or whatever that is. Uh, that's the only ones that I've, that I've seen. But uh, I was... I literally like this game so much that I was purposely trying not to discover everything just so I can get the new version and do it on there. <laughs> so that's the thing I was I was going to, but I'll just say it now. I'm just going to rip yeah. that mandate off. I like this game so much that I want to play the new redone version of it because, John, spoiler alert, I like the look of it even more because it's even more speaking to me. Just it the way they like made a, it look. It looks like a claymation, like yeah. I love. Looks like you're gonna. Looks. looks like you're gonna be like literally playing an animated movie. Is what it kind of yeah. looks like. And that's just. I'm just. I can't wait to play that game. So I'm really looking forward to that. So hey, please join our Patreon so I can uh, buy myself that game. But yeah, that's. Uh, I I just love how this game looks. I can tell just from that what you're saying is there's gonna be a lot of really fun Easter eggs in this. So I'm looking forward to it. Just getting this game. One day, and I promise you, I will play the heck out of it. Uh, yeah. Just exploring every inch of this island. I'm going to, I'm going to want to see everything. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think if somehow you've not had it spoiled for you, I mean, it's a Zelda game. It's never really about the story, but I just think there's enough little cool things to discover. That's that is part of the fun. Yeah. Um, as far as they're honestly, and this is kind of rare that I can say this, even about a Zelda game. I really don't have any negatives about the visuals. You have to understand it's basically an eight bit game. So it's very simple. Like there's nothing that's, there's nothing that's even like linked to the past level of detail. It's very simple. It's, it's like if you took the original NES legend, legend of Zelda and just gave it some charm and character, even more charm and character and, and beeped it up a bit. Which yeah. Is they crazy. really, they really, I mean, Zelda games have had this history well-earned, of being like system uh, show offs, right? It's like, hey, you want to know how good this game games can look on this system? I'm going to show you a Zelda game, and I think that kind of continues here, right? And I don't think no, I've I've laced my Bliss Quiz with so much history that I'm I'm trying not to spoil my own Bliss Quiz. <laughs> There's something about this, but I'll, I'll hold off on that. So yeah, graphically. Um, I think that's all I'll say is just, yeah, just discover it yourself. And this game might have more charm than you're thinking. If you're thinking, oh, that's just the Game Boy Zelda. No, it's it's its yeah. own thing. And there's not another Zelda game that looks just like this. Because actually, the Game Boy Color had two more Zelda games, which were both excellent. Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, which were like brother-sister games. Yeah. And I don't, I, I would almost describe them as more, still charming, but more, uh, not realistic, but. They were sort of like you take the original Zelda and you make it maybe just more detailed, whereas yeah. this is you take the original Zelda and make it look more like a cartoon. So, yeah, yes, yes, but still feeling like Zelda. Yeah, I would say it still feels like a Zelda game. It does, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. But let's, I want to throw this at you. Let's do music last. Okay. So gameplay, let's get into it. I mean, it's 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 a Zelda game. It's an adventure, yeah. an action adventure game. When you say an action adventure exploring yeah. game, I think is how you would. When people say action adventure, that's I think Zelda's the reason that term exists. Yeah, it's it's about as much action as it is adventure, and puzzle puzzle solving is always one of the first words I think of with Zelda. Yes, but it's almost always fun puzzle solving. It's not yes, it's action focused puzzles. Right. Yes, it's just more of a. Hey, how can I like you come into a dungeon room and you and it's obvious you need to get to this one area. How do I get to that area? Right. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the good point. Like it's something you can see. Now, how do I figure it out? Yeah. It's not like solving a Sudoku, you know, it's Oh, it's, thank goodness. <laughs> it just makes sense usually. Um and that's I wrote some notes about this because it has been so long. Uh I, I think I might have like dabbled with the DX version a little bit, but I own the original. And it has been years since I played it. I forgot how much this is 100% a Zelda game, despite everything we said about it looking, you know, a little different. There no, there's no Hyrule, there's no Zelda. It's 100% a Zelda, and by that I mean there's a whole pile of fun dungeons with fun puzzle solving, fun action, fun bosses, and in between there's a fun overworld. And as much as Breath of the Wild is called the greatest open world game of all time. And it's changed gaming. I mean, what's the, what's the game everybody talks about? Elden Ring borrows so much from breath of the wild. And I love breath of the wild, but I do miss this classic Zelda formula that the overworld has its own puzzles. And sometimes it's just discovering how to get to the next dungeon. Um, And this is 100% a Zelda game in that aspect. The, I would say maybe the difference between this and some other Zelda games is, I do still get the feeling this one's a little more lighter in tone, maybe a little heavier on the action, but it's still because yeah, some of the Zelda games after this uh, story wise do get a little dark. So they do, yeah. this one sort of keeps that lighthearted feel. I mean, there's still danger in it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And this one, just like the other Zelda game, you kind of uh, slowly build Zelda. I did it again. Build Link up. Like when you yeah. first wake up, you get your shield. You get to the beach and get your sword. Uh, you'll eventually learn how to jump. You know all these kind of little different things. You'll yeah. uh, you'll run into all kinds of different characters. You run into this owl who seems to know everything about the island, uh, yeah. and it, it just plays. It plays really well. I mean, you have an action button. Uh, you move around with your D pad or whatever you're using for that. And then you have uh, your, you can push your shield out in front of you to defend yourself from enemies and such. Uh, and you can do different things with your sword too, which is really cool. Like yeah. you can get the old hack and slash where you just press the button, or you can hold the sword out in front of you and kind of like do like a charge at yeah. things. And if you hold down, you kind of you can hold down the button. You will charge up your sword, and you let go. He'll do this huge swing all around him. That's always been one of my favorite moves, and I guess it was linked to the past where that started. I just love going in the middle of a bunch of enemies and just swinging my sword in a circle. It's just great. Yeah. And what's really weird is, and I think it's just the older I get that I 
gotten even worse with this. There's all kinds of uh, on the island. There's all kinds of grassy parts and stuff that you can cut yeah. with your sword. And sometimes you'll discover stuff like maybe there'll be a rupee there or something. Yeah. Uh, and that's just really that's bad for Johnny because Johnny's going to have to cut every oh, piece yeah. of that grass. <laughs> I get mad when there's like a whole field of grass and there's some random element to it. I'm not sure how they do it. But sometimes you'll cut it and you'll rack up, and sometimes there's nothing. Like, yeah. and I just like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> and this game, by the way, I think rupees are more important than most games. And this is not really a spoiler alert because it shows up in the shop really early. The bow and arrow, and this, as far as I know, this is the only legal way to get it. You have to buy it from the shop. And Johnny, did you play long enough to like? Do you know how many rupees you earned? Like, it's it's pretty slow. Yeah, because they don't drop very many, and you do get some out of chests, uh, like yeah. you'll find in dungeons and stuff, too. I think I've played enough to get maybe, I don't think I had 100. It was under 100, but yeah. I want to say 80-something, something like that. But I spent, just to check out that store with the conveyor belt, I spent a lot <laughs> of it in there. <laughs> yeah, the crane game. Yeah. So the bow and arrow is 980 rupees. Wow. Um I'm, I've got about 800 now. I'm working my way towards it. But... Like it's pretty clever though, because there's really unless you have no life at all. So this is what I'll be doing is what I'm saying. But <laughs> if you have no life at all and you literally farm for rupees like one or two at a time, you could technically do that. Just keep you know entering the screen. But otherwise, it's going to be a little later before you get the bow and arrow. But it's okay because the game is designed where you don't have to have it right away. Um, the crane game you mentioned. There's so much to talk about. We're not going to spoil it all. But right in the opening village is the crane game. And it's great because it feels like a cheat, but you actually, unlike the real like claw games where you get toys out, yeah, unlike the real ones, you actually can get a little better at this. And I'm trying to get better at it because I'm trying to get the rupees out because they keep coming back. Yeah, I always do this thing when we cover a game, I always kind of watch somebody else play it on yeah. YouTube too. And this person was making me so mad because they were getting all the, all the things on the first try. Yeah. And it was making <laughs> me so mad. And I was like, I, why can't I do this? Because it seems so simple. Just time it right. <laughs> so basically you have to move it over. And you have to, you do decide how far the crane drops, and just as importantly is how early you press the button, because it takes the crane forever to lower and to open up. So you got to press it way earlier than you think. Yeah. So the first time you play it, I think, unless you just played this so much, the first time you play, I think it's the hardest to actually ever get it because you just don't know what the timing is. Yeah. But uh, that that is the start of that's where the Yoshi doll is, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And there's all kinds of little hints that characters will give you. Like when you first uh, when you're first waking up talking to uh, a couple of the people, one will be like, I, I should have got this Yoshi doll for my kid. And that's yeah. like, well, I'm going to get this Yoshi doll and you'll take it to that person. Yeah. So there's all kinds of little things that it'll throw at you like that. Uh, that poor guy that you first meet, uh, he keeps getting lost in the woods, that type yeah. of stuff. He thinks he's a raccoon at one point. And that Yoshi doll is the start of... Um basically a series of events where you trade one thing for another, for another, for another. And I, I really enjoy that. Um, the, 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 the way people, that's a good point. The way people talk and give you hints and there's little phone booths where you can get hints for free. I think is what makes this one of the best Zelda games. If somebody's like, I've not played a Zelda game. I think I'll point them to this one before the original or link to the past or any of the other ones. Because it's not the thing is it's not easy. It's it's a challenge. It's a Zelda game. Yeah, it's not it's not holding your hand. No. But I would clever. I know 
I like yeah. what you, I like what you're saying here because just as in the first Mario Brothers game, uh, doesn't hold your hand, but that first level is designed to teach you how to play it without telling you how to play it. Right. I think this one sort of does a very similar thing in that if you've never played a Zelda game before, I think this one does a really good job of being like, hey, this is kind of what you do, and you kind of slowly get into it. But there's still a challenge there. It's not like it's just uh, it's all very easy. Right. Because I, I was getting hit my first time playing. I was getting hit quite a bit trying to figure yeah. stuff out. Oh, yeah. If you're not if you're not going about it the right way, you will definitely die. And I have died playing it. And I've gotten lost plenty as well, <clears throat> which is kind of yes. the point of a Zelda game. But I think the but, difference is it makes sense usually once you're like, oh, well, yeah, duh. But you well, still- I, I was going to – I'll even up this more. You know how annoyed I get with a game if I get lost? Like I can't. That's one of the, my pet peeves. I'll yeah. quote unquote call it a maze game. That's one of my favorite things yeah. to say. This game, I never got mad. I got. I would say I got a lot, but even being frustrated, I was like, "Oh, here's some grass I can cut while I'm here." <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. I still feel like I was still discovering stuff, and I was like, "Well, there's something I just saw here. I bet that's important later." That type of yeah. thing that I'll see. Yeah, and there's, you know, I've realized. I don't know why I waited so long to really start playing the Metroid games um, because I've loved the Zelda games for so long, and I've been playing through Metroid Prime Remastered. Expect a full review on Patreon once I finish it. And I'm realizing what I love about both the games. Zelda and Metroid share so much. Um, they're they're the only games that I don't mind getting lost in because I really, I'm kind of like you. I don't enjoy that either. Like, I like to know where I'm, and I have a terrible sense of direction, like especially well, in a 3D game. Sometimes it feels like some games are designed that way to add time to the game in a way. Right. It's like a cheap way to add more time, play time. Right. But I don't feel that here in Zelda in this Zelda game. Yeah. And I would dare say, well, the Zelda games that I played, including Breath of the Wild, that they're designed in a way that if you get lost, you still kind of feel like you can accomplish some things. Right. And it still feels like exploration is a major part of the game in the first place. It feels place. like the point, yeah. Which. Which was, if you listen to Miyamoto, that was the point of the original Zelda, as he wanted to give players a feeling of going in the garden or the woods and getting lost. Um, and that's yeah, that carries over here great. The 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 enemies, um, besides some of the ones that are not from the Zelda universe, which I won't spoil anymore, um, but they're fun to fight. Like there's some that that flutter over the ground, and you gotta wait until they land to hit them. There's some that the shield really helps. Um, the the bosses that aren't crazy hard, but you got to figure out their weakness. You got to figure out what to yeah. do to take them out. I've seen what I've played against one boss so far. That's because yeah. I forced myself to stop after that. The oh, by the way, I don't think I finished saying that. So when Johnny said, I think your words were, Guys, I don't know what to do about this Zelda game or something like that. I can't remember exactly how you worded it. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you. I was already uh, typing up a long text to <laughs> Trevor's him. response was quite long in yes. defense of Zelda. Because I did purposely set it up like I was going to bash it. <laughs> and, and in my defense, there's been several games I really enjoyed that really were not your cup of tea. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is... I just knew you were going to like this game. Like, I... Like, Isn't uh, it great that this is my cup of tea? Aren't you glad? Because this oh, one yeah. certainly is. This is tea I'll drink all day long gladly. Like I'm going to pee in this tea next time is what I was thinking. But, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that was funny. I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't send everything I wanted to send because I would have really looked like a jerk. But 
I know that every yeah every single boss is fun. Every single enemy is fun. As a kid, I played this game a lot. Um, I would have played through it before we completely before we recorded, but I just ran out of time. But I played four dungeons. The original game had eight, so I'm like halfway through the original game, but there's actually a yeah. ninth one in the color version. So I'm like halfway through, slightly less maybe, and every single dungeon has been fun. The dungeons are getting harder and probably bigger, but they're not huge in this game, Th- but they're that's, enough. I will also say, again, just think about this. This is a Game Boy game, and look yes. how much game is here. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. There's hours upon hours of playtime involved here especially if you want to explore everything that this game has to offer oh my gosh there's a lot of a lot uh for a game boy game that it's pretty spectacular i would dare say yes original game boy i mean we were playing i mean even like super mario land is simple compared to like other yeah. mario games that were out at that time well most of your games are going to be like a tetris no smoke to tetris yeah. but that's just a you know it's a puzzle game that you can kind of you know, play at your leisure, take it or leave it type of thing. You mm-hmm. can play in a sitting, which for which a lot of games, it does work pretty great for that. And I'm not knocking. There's a lot of games that I love that you can do that. But this game, there's just so much here mm-hmm. that I was really impressed because I kept going back and thinking about, man, this was a Game Boy game. That's what I kept thinking yeah. as I was playing it. That actually was my biggest surprise. Um in my mind, I remember this being the short Zelda game, but it's not. In fact, I looked it up. I'm like, well, how long is it? Because I was surprised. I'm like, wow, nine dungeons? And this game is about 15 hours for a straight playthrough. 15 hours for an original you can, Game you Boy can, game. You can quote-unquote speed run it. Oh, yeah. Which, which I would never do, but that even that's like four to five hours. Yeah, like to me, that's irrelevant because I'm never going to do that. I mean, I'm not either, but I'm just saying even a speed run, quote unquote, version of this is multiple hours. That's long for a speed run. The name of this website cracks me up, but (laughs) howlongtobeat.com. For me, mere seconds. Yeah, three seconds. No, howlongtobeat.com is like, it's kind of like the IMDB of how long does it take to beat a game? People just go in and say, hey, it took me 10 hours. It took me 12 hours. And the average is like 15 to 15 and a half hours for this one. And so what I realized is this is not the short Zelda game. This is within 30 minutes of being the same length as A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. Well, this is also one of those games that I feel, well, first of all, fun is a major part of it. That's a major way I would describe this game as fun. That's very important to me if a game is very, very fun. And I think this is one of those games where you might, I I can sense myself doing this as I'm playing this because I liked it so much that as I know I'm getting closer and closer to the end of this game, I'm getting a little sad because I'm like, man, yeah. I really like playing this game, so maybe I'll prolong that, you know, yeah. on purpose. The good news is, well, granted, I was a kid, but I've remembered almost nothing. Well, we've also, actually, the blessing of you having amnesia is <laughs> you'll probably be able to replay it in like six months and not remember <laughs> That's I didn't remember sad, anything, but, sad but true. I don't know because I do remember a lot about Mario Three. So yeah, no, I do. I see what you're saying. Like it's so good, it is almost sad that it comes to an end. But first of all, it's awesome that a game can be that good. But second, yeah, I do think this one will be replayable once some time has passed, and you don't remember everything. Actually, people love to replay like the Metroid games and Zelda games, 
especially these 2D ones, because once you're good at it, it's like a comfort food and you yeah. can eat it pretty quick and you're like, oh yeah, I can bypass that because I know. Yeah, I can definitely that. see that. I can definitely see this game becoming like a Mario 3 for me because Mario yeah. 3 is sort of that sort of quote unquote comfort food. It's one I can just plop on yeah. and play it for a little bit when I want to relax or something. Uh, yeah, so I, I get that 100%. I definitely think this could scratch that itch for sure. Yeah, 15 hours. That kind of that's like twice as long as the original NES Zelda. Like yeah. just on a straight playthrough. And I just looked this up for fun. Like, what was the Final Fantasy game around that time for Game Boy? And it was Final Fantasy Adventure, which was technically a remake of a mana game. But anyways, it was it was a mana game, but they called it Final Fantasy Adventure. Zelda Link's Awakening was five hours longer than the Final Fantasy game on Game Boy at that time. Wow. Like it's wow. it's a big game. Yes. So yeah. Which is just impressive again for how little, because that's part of the charm for these older games, too, is how little space they really had to make this stuff happen. Yes. And it's how you use that space is really important. So that's really cool. All right, let's, let's, I'm very excited to talk about this next part. So let's do music and sound. Let's get into it. <laughs> I'm a major, major fan of that Zelda theme. I, even before I even played Zelda, I love that theme. It is, I would dare say, the perfect theme in that it feels, you know how the Indiana Jones theme feels adventurous and it just fits yeah. the character? That Zelda theme does the same thing for Link. It just fits him. Yeah. It makes sense. It gets, anytime, as soon as it gets to the, the, the crescendo of that song, I'm I'm ready to go out on an island and start fighting some bad guys yeah. and discovering things and going through dungeons and and just finding out new stuff and going on an adventure. It's so daggum perfect for that. It is. It's it's such a <laughs> I don't know how, but I've never gotten tired of it. It's been in basically every Zelda game in some form or another, and every single time it stirs the heartstrings. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no other way to put it. And what's even more cool about this is um, how I did this was I played this game for about half an hour at first. And I, of course, I knew about the Switch remake, which I'd already was thinking about wanting to play just because of how it looked. And so I watched like the first 20 minutes of it on YouTube just to watch it. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to 100% play that. But another spoiler alert is they even took that fantastic music that you get here and it sounds even more awesome there. If it's even possible, yeah. it just takes that same thing. It just makes it feel more full in a way. Cause you can actually use orchestra stuff then. I mean, mm -hmm. or now for that, but considering they're using the system to make these noises and songs and stuff is just spectacular. I, I mean, again, I'm going to go back to that scene of when you're on the Island and the camera pans up the Island to the giant egg and that music's just swelling up and playing. Mm -hmm. What a daggum perfect video game opening. Yeah. It almost makes you mad that on the same system where there's some soundtracks that are literally just ear piercing beeps. Yeah. That there exists such a level of genius that can do this with the same hardware. Yeah. I, I do like, there's plenty of games that I like to play that I will just don't even care about the music and I'll like listen to a podcast or something while I'm playing it. And I do think there's a place for that. But at the same time, to me, this music is so good, even on its own mm -hmm. here that I would 
play this at some point in a different game, you know, because this music is just so fantastic and yeah. just so great. And uh, like you said, not only the their version of the Hyrule theme was awesome, but also the original music is just, it's unique to this game, but you also know it's Zelda right away. And apparently two of the three composers, this was the first game they worked on, at least for Nintendo. Wow, impressive. Um, which is really <laughs> impressive. So yeah. I, I mean, this this music is so good that I've I've been humming it ever since I've been playing it. That's how good it is. Because yeah. it will stick. It's one of those ones that you're glad that it's actually kind of sticking in your mind. Yeah. It, it's it's from that same era that created the soundtrack of Earthbound and Mario Brothers, of course. And yeah. these things that are just off and odd enough that they're special. Like, I don't know, some things can be good and even perfect, but there's that extra little something that can make it special, and this game has that. Yes, Like, it's just a little odd, but it's great. I mean, there's games like this and Mario and, like, Sonic 2. There's these games that have these soundtracks that are just so good on their own that they're kind of part of the reason that I get annoyed when people try to put down video games like they can't be something yeah. fantastic just even with the music you want to know that speaking of that i was trying to type shigeru miyamoto on my phone yeah and it kept trying to respell shigeru like trying to figure out what i'm trying to say and it made me mad i'm like freaking apple should yeah, you should know who that, shigeru miyamoto there's is. other words that this <laughs> that my phone knows and i'm like why do you yes. know that word it's so dumb it sh- you shouldn't know that but you don't know like a guy who's responsible for so many amazing memories for so many people. (laughs) Yeah. It made me mad. Like, I don't care if you consider video games art or not, but there's a historical importance that you should know that. Oh yeah. Apple Um, and iPhone. (laughs) I mean, I think legend gets kind of thrown around, around, it gets thrown around really easily, but some people really do deserve that label. And he's most certainly one of them in my opinion. Yep. And, uh, I would add a uh, Tezuka to that as well. Who's a name I've not heard as much, but being the director of this game and I named some other games. He was sort of like a co-director designer on, but there's more in the bliss quiz on that. But yeah, as far as the music, like the graphics, obviously it's on this game boy weak game boy hardware, but I have no complaints. I have no complaints about the sound effects, the tings when you hit your sword on a wall or a rock, the, the sounds when you connect with the enemy. I can't I, one think of the of one of the important things with art and music, I would most certainly consider art, is sometimes you have limitations, and what can you do with these limitations? Mm-hmm. And in a way, it makes it even more impressive knowing the limitations of what they're working with. And there have been yeah. a lot of Game Boy games that I've discovered that I've had like a track or two on them that I've been like, wow, this is really, really cool. And this is most certainly one of those. I would put this soundtrack up with any, like I'll I'll be, as the kids say, I'm sure they still say this, I'll be bumping this soundtrack (laughs) for a long time because it's just so, so good. Yeah. You know, Tezuka basically said what you just said. He wasn't specifically talking about the music, but, you know, he worked on A Link to the Past and he said he actually, Link's Awakening is his favorite Zelda, at least that he worked on because of the limitations. He enjoyed the limitations of the Game Boy, even compared to the Super Nintendo, that he felt it just let them be creative, basically. So I think that's you have to be totally more true. creative. In, in a way, you got to be more creative 
Yeah. When you have less ways to make something, when you have more limitations, when you, what yeah. can you do within the boundaries of what you're given to be able to create something mm-hmm. out of it? And we've had plenty of instances where it's not the best, but then we have this. So uh, I am very glad and grateful for it. I, yeah. uh, I don't know if you can tell it, Trevor, but I really like this game. <laughs> now you said you don't want to play it, so I guess you didn't like it. I hated it. I hated it. Uh, spoiler alert! I got a I got a feeling about this game when we get to our scores. Yeah. Anything else about the music and sound you want to say before we do that? No, just because I missed it before. Um, I wrote down all the cameos I personally noticed, but I'm not going to spoil them. I'm only going to spoil one because I don't think anybody's going to catch it, and I don't think you would it would mean anything to you. But maybe it will once I explain it. Um, do you remember a little game called For the Frog the Bell Tolls? that I did a Patreon review of. You haven't played it. I don't yes. Think. Yeah. I remember you talking about it though. Well, it never even released outside of Japan. You know, I played a fan translation of it. It was a Game Boy game. I really loved it. Check out Patreon for a dollar. You can hear my review of it. Um, man, we're shields. But the prince, the frog prince himself, makes an appearance pretty early in this game in a house with a bunch of frogs. And he sends you <laughs> on a very tough little uh, adventure himself. That's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. I like cool. that. I like that. All right. Well, I think it's time we talk about our final scores. Final scores. Right. Let's get into it. Now, do you want to read what Tim sent us for this? first for this oh did he originally tim I, I thought he sent it to the group to our group chat oh there it is uh-huh, just kidding yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh tim was going to be on this with us but he's uh had a pretty rough day at work so uh, we weren't going to we weren't going to force to make it worse to make him be on here with us yeah <laughs> spending time with us is a is work in itself yeah all right so let's give tim's review real quick you you want to read it uh sure tim said i remember playing leaks awakening briefly growing up for some reason i never owned it Later on, when I met my girlfriend, now wife, wouldn't be bad if he said, later on when I met my girlfriend, who I wish I'd married. <laughs> no, now wife. Um, well, technically, when he met his girlfriend and then he got married to her, she became his ex-girlfriend. That's true. Let's make this spicy. Yeah. But she had <laughs> she had the DX version. I played it through and really enjoyed it. It's an excellent game. and still holds up. Being the first handheld Zelda game, it's a true classic. And this next part, I'm going to go ahead and say, well, you never, never mind. Technically, this isn't a pocket episode anymore, so we don't have to worry about the diamond status thing. But anyways, he said, I give it a solid eight. Could be talk tire. Love the cameo from a forgotten Mario character. Okay. Uh, Wart and Dr. Wright from Sin City. I forgot they're in it. So apparently two characters from Sim City are in it. That's just amazing. <laughs> uh, take care, blisters, and see you on the next pocket review. There we go. There um, we yeah. go. All right. The, I'll go ahead and go since. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I love this game so much that I want to play that remake so bad. I forced myself to stop playing this just so I can discover stuff in the remake that I hadn't seen yet. And that's to me, that's high praise for how great this game is. I enjoyed everything about it. The music is top notch. The gameplay is top notch. The graphics, even in this version, are really great. Very fun. Have a sense of character to them 
just everything about this game is checking all kinds of boxes for me. And on top of that, it's it does a really, really great job of giving you this sense of exploring, of exploration. And it does that so well. And again, this is on a Game Boy game, which makes this even more impressive to me. I really, really like this game. In fact, uh, I turned on my Switch a couple times after I stopped playing it, and I would go into the the section where that game's listed, and I would just look at it, and I would almost hit the button to go play it. And I was like, nope, nope, can't do it. I will not do it. And I would make myself play uh mario instead so uh this game has had a hold on me i really really like it i'm still humming the theme song when i'm doing stuff so i really really like this game this is easily for me i'm trying to decide between a nine and a nine and a half to a ten like it's up there for me this is a top tier game the only reason that i'm scared to give it a ten is i to be fair, I didn't play at all because I forced myself to stop. But that's me. That's me doing that, though. That's not the game's fault. Yeah. I forced myself to do that. I'm I going mean, to give this... tentative to some degree, unless we play yeah. all the way through a game. So. I enjoyed and loved this so much that I'm definitely going to be going back to this. I'm definitely going to, uh, when I get some extra pocket money, this is going to be one of the remakes that I buy for sure. For... Now, this... I'm going to this be my next Switch game. That's how much I really like this. So I'm going to give this a a nine and a half with a tentative ten. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I got a feeling. I got a feeling that once I play that remake, I could be like, I'm going to go back and look at this. And be like, I should have just given it the ten. You know what? I'm going to do it. Let's give this a ten. It's Ooh. a ten. I like this game a lot. I love it. This I really like that original Zelda game. This is kind of taking that and making it even more for somebody like me like this is checking all my sensibilities in a in a video game this one is uh, even more so than that original zelda which did a really good job of doing that because it's taking that and somehow making it even more fun i just enjoyed my time on this weird strange island uh, there's all <laughs> kinds of i can't wait to go back to it so this is <laughs> i understand tim's eight I think I could have talked him up to eight and a half to a nine, though. I really. I think if I he had have. gotten to play it this time, he said it's been yeah. years. I think yeah. he might have been like, "Oh no, this is really good." Yeah. So uh, this is a, a. I'm man. I'm giving it a ten, and I don't feel bad about it. This is a ten. What do you think, Trevor? Yeah, it is hard to get a ten from you. That's pretty impressive. I I've only given that a couple times. I think yeah. I gave Sonic two a ten. Did Mario I give Mario three? Probably. I want to say Mario three probably was should probably have a ten. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely high scored for me. That's I know about that for it. Fact. Like, there's been other times like you would get close, but yeah, that's awesome. I know I gave Earthbound a really high score, but I don't yeah. think I gave it a ten. No, I think this this is this is just checking so many perfect boxes for me that I'm so mad that I waited till I was daggum forty years old to play it. Well, I'll go right off that. Uh, I'm mad that it took me so long to come back to it. I mean, I just have great memories of it as a youngster but i think i undervalued how good it really is i think what i undervalued is how much it is its own full-on zelda game 100 percent a full zelda game um and it's right up there with the best ones i don't care that it's a game boy game it's i think it's the first zelda game i would recommend to just about anybody like if you're interested in playing zelda play this one unless you just hate retro graphics then i guess play breath of the wild or you know one of the new ones but um 
I think this is the first one I'd recommend. And I, having played, I think all the way through it many years ago, like I said, my memory's terrible and I was such an ignorant child. I have a hard time believing. I think I finally made it all the way through like as a teenager. But now I played about halfway through it and I just don't see it. It's just, it's just as good as it was when I started. So I don't see it getting worse. I was trying to decide between a nine and a half and a 10. Both you having the courage, and I'm going to use the word courage to give it a 10. And the fact I just can't come up with a single thing I would change. I can't come up with a single flaw. So yeah, I'm going with a 10 as well. I was bouncing between nine and a half and a 10, but when there's nothing you would change and you can't wait to play the game again, that's that's pretty much a 10 there. So, And I, I'm also going to throw this a little bit in, in here. Zelda games have had a history with me of everybody that I know who I'm close to, obviously you and Derek included, love them so much, and you're not the only ones that you would just talk these games up. And you know how that goes. No matter how good something is, oh, yeah. if somebody keeps talking about it, you're like, I don't want to play that. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. get this predisposed negativity toward it because it's just constantly thrown upon you sort of thing. Yeah. And this game and the first Zelda game of, and honestly, obviously uh, Breath of the Wild. I don't know why I'm even saying any Zelda game because I played, uh, what's that one? Yeah, I played Wind Waker 2 and also loved it. So any Zelda game that I've ever actually played and got past those predisposed stupidity on my part, I've absolutely loved. There's just something about this one that even goes above and beyond that. So if for whatever reason us just, waxing poetic about this game is kind of a turnoff i get it because i'm one of those people too <laughs> uh there's i don't think that this will be everybody's favorite zelda game i'm sure people kind of like the darker tones of some of the other ones and i get mm. that i usually do too honestly but this one's just so fun that i think you should give it if you've never played it if maybe the fact that it's on the original came out on game boy maybe it's kind of a you're like there's no way it can be much there because it was a game boy game first uh, just give it a shot. Try it. Like Trevor said, you can play this if you have the Switch online. If you get it, you can actually play this now on there. That's how I played what I played of it. So uh, just, I think just give it a chance. You may be, if you've never given it a chance, you may be pleasantly surprised. Yep. All right, Trevor, that's our review. Uh, this is most certainly RetroBlist approved. And one of our higher scored Game Boy games, I would dare say. I'd... I'm trying to think if there's a game that we've both given a 10 to on the same episode. There's about, I, I don't know. I Super Mario been, World, did we both give it a 10? That might have been the only other one. It may be. DKC I know I gave 2, it a, you were high, but you weren't a 10. Right. Sonic yeah, 2, I, I gave a 9.5, which, you know, maybe I should have given it a 10. Mario yeah, 3. your wife would very mad at you for that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It could I be the first time, honestly. It could be. It could be. Well, I think it's time for us to shut up for a little bit and finally play and pay the bills with a great, amazing commercial. Hi, Rick Mail here. I don't know if you're like me, immensely rich, talented, handsome. Isn't it a bore? Well, I found the answer. Zelda Link's Awakening from Nintendo. You play a medieval elf named Link. He travels through many worlds, meeting endless characters on your eternal adventures. So hey, next time you're Rick Mail, why not try? Zelda Link's Awakening. I think you'll like it. Zelda, I bought three there of those. Yeah. Did I bought four because I wanted to one up you by one. Nice. So you're welcome. Well, since this was originally going to be a pocket episode, I didn't officially ask for feedback, 
but we got enough that I think we can officially do a fan, fan. feed feed back. Yeah. Down with Zelda from the very start. I got the heart, it's Mars to play the part. Down with Zelda. Creeping through with thin overhead view. Cause a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. So I stay on track. Collect the facts. Alright, if you go to I got the Instagram pulled up, so I guess I should go ahead and do it. If you go to Instagram and you go to Retro Bliss on there, Trevor does an amazing and fantastic job with our social media. <laughs> so, De- mediocre. I, Let's use that word. Well, you do much better than I do because I don't do anything. Okay. So I guess compared to me, you do a fantastic and amazing job. I'll take it. So compared to zero, you're at least a one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so go in there. Uh, Trevor's post on there, and you can comment on the post. So for this one, we, well, there's Tim's comment. You can go read it, but we've, we've already read it already. Uh, Omar0824 said, I've just recently gotten the Nintendo Online, and I'm so happy I'll finally be able to play this. I'm currently playing Donkey Kong Country on it. Honestly, they if you've never, if you just want to go back down memory lane and try out some really classic Nintendo games, getting that online is, is cheap enough and well worth it just for that, I think. Yeah. Uh, so uh, have fun. Don't I've, you can't go wrong with the, any of the DKC games, really. All right, Death Adder IG says, "Hey, where is the best place to leave comments on this show?" Uh, well, we can go ahead and answer that. Either go to our Facebook page, which Trevor's about to read, or if you comment like here on Instagram, one of us will see it. Most likely, Trevor, because he actually does check it. And and please do like it. Really does liven our. It, it's the numbers. You know, we're given numbers that it looks like a fair few people are listening. But actually having a comment that you listened to an episode and enjoyed it means so yeah. much more to us. Um, yeah, if you comment been, on any post, we'll see it. Yeah. We've been very fortunate to get some really nice stuff said to us from some people who've listened. Yeah. And we don't always feel like we deserve it. So, nah. <laughs> uh, Jerry Terrifying ah! uh, actually told Death Adder about our show. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of skipping over this a little bit because you did give him a really good response. And I think he... Like think they'll have a good time reading it. Uh, but I want to read this part. Your podcast about Nintendo 64 Pro Wrestling games where characters from the Bible made your top favorite wrestlers of all time list. <laughs> Cracked me up. La, Par- La Parka in the WCW NWO Revenge game was my go-to. He always came out with a chair, if I'm thinking right. He always Because you remember oh, yeah. there's the one wrestler always running out with a chair. I think it was yeah. him. <laughs> so keep up the quality entertainment, gentlemen. Thank you. Very, very kind of you. All right, Trevor. What's going on over at the land of Facebook? Well, like I said, I posted about Link's Awakening, but I didn't ask for feedback. My bad. But we did get one from Gary Threat. And ah! <laughs> it was really good timing because he said, I just beat this over the weekend, and it's his favorite Legend of Zelda game. So that's I knew awesome. I, I, knew I, I knew I liked Gary. I knew exactly. I liked him. He said the updated version on Switch is amazing as well. I can't wait to play it. All yeah, right. Yes. Okay. Now, we're doing something a little different for this next section, but we can go ahead and introduce it, I think. Trevor, I think it's time for us to bring out everybody's favorite game show. That, of course, is the Bliss Bliss Bliss. Do this because you have a, a an actual 
Blitz I, I, quiz. Yeah, I forgot yours was different. I just have three regular Blitz quiz questions. Do you want me to just do mine first and then do yours? Or yes, or the other yes, way around, either way. No, let's do that. Like okay. That. All right, so I have three standard Blitz quiz questions. Try to beat Johnny at home. And um, there's some pretty fun information that I did not give away about the game, about the making of the game. So Tezuka, the director, he wanted – let me know when you're ready, Johnny. I'm ready. Okay. I was making sure I had Fine. this up ready to go when it was my turn to give you <laughs> We're so behind the scenes. Well, I can see Johnny if I'm not sure he's ready. I don't want him to miss it. No, but, I'm ready. Uh, go, go, go. All right, Tezuka, he wanted the game world to feel like which TV show? So he wanted the game world to feel like which TV show? Three yeah. choices. Bonanza, Gilligan's Island, or Twin Peaks? Hmm. Honestly, I could sort of feel like Gilligan's Island seems really obvious, right? Because uh, yeah. I used to watch that show all the time. Uh, Twin Peaks had a lot of mystery and intrigue about an area that you didn't know. So that's kind of there, too. Uh, I also have just a sweet spot in my soul for Bonanza because one of the shows I grew up because my you know my grandparents and my parents watched it. So, um, ah, that's tough. I honestly could see in a weird way I can see any one of these being right, being correct here. Uh, I want to go with Twin Peaks. Well done, and it makes sense, and it makes me respect this game even more because this was the first Zelda game, and if you think about it, even a link to the past, the people were more normal for lack of a better word. But in this one, yeah. the citizens can be odd and even untrustworthy. Like yeah, there's a sure. sense of sense of weirdness and mystery about everything yes. here. That yeah. started with this one. And Anuma, who was just one of the big Zelda directors and the director of Ocarina Ocarina of Time, uh, he said the Ocarina of Time would have been a very different game if it wasn't for Link's Awakening following Link to the Past. Because in Ocarina of Time, the characters are so bizarre. And yes. so weird, downright yeah. creepy, downright creepy at times. Uh, to the point where there's like, uh, there's legends about some versions yeah. of that game that are really creepy, even creepier. Yeah. He said it would have been a very different game if it wasn't for Link's Awakening. So that was cool. All right. So you got one. Let's see if you can get all three. All right. Number two, Takashi Tezuka. I got a lot. Actually, all these questions are about the director. I guess I got fixated on him. So Tezuka was often listed as a co-designer or even co-director with Miyamoto, as I mentioned. However, which of these games was he listed as the sole director? A. Zelda II, The Adventures of Link. B. Devil World. Or C. Super Mario World. Hmm. I know Zelda II is very divisive because it's kind of a very different Zelda game. Oh, man. What was that second game called? Uh... Devil World. Devil World. I don't even know if I even know what that is. Uh, honestly, it is a real game. I will say that, but I'm not. Oh. I don't know if it came out in America. I'm not sure. Okay. Because I hadn't heard of it either. <laughs> Man, I feel like Miyamoto would have been involved with Super Mario World somehow. I'm going to go with uh, Zelda 2. So, yeah, this was kind of a, a tricky one, but no, he was. Yeah, Miyamoto was definitely involved with Mario World, but no, Tezuka was the director of Super Mario World. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Like, hmm. uh, Miyamoto was, I mean, they're they're all, truth be told, everybody's doing something. Yeah. But he was listed as the director for Super Mario World because I guess his role was so huge in it. And, uh, yeah, that's just awesome. That, uh, I feel like Tezuka should be a household name like Miyamoto. 
Deverworld was a Miyamoto directed game that I'm going to have to check out. <laughs> All right. So number three, um, Tezuka recalled. So this is his a quote from him. He said that he felt when they were making uh, Link's Awakening, he said he felt as though they were making blank. Were they making a greatest hits version of Legend of Zelda? Were they making a bold version of Legend of Zelda? Were they making a parody version of Legend of Zelda? Which did he said he felt like they were making at the time? So parody, bold, or what was greatest the first hits. One? Greatest hits. Oh, man. I want to go with... It does have some fun. Where it kind of... But I don't feel like it's a straight-up parody in a way. like Because it still feels like Zelda without really making fun of it. But it's just having fun with it. I'm going to go with bold. I think it's bold. So he said, just because they were, have so many ideas made the way in and weren't like Zelda things, that at times he almost felt like they were making a parody version of Legend of Zelda. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Like he, he, not that they set out to make a parody, but that it almost felt that way at times because like the Nintendo's like, yeah, sure. Like <laughs> leave in this Mario character, leave in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure. So yeah. So uh, you got one for three. Could have been worse, but you yeah. have something prepared for me. All right. So NintendoLife.com. And Nintendo Life is a, uh, they are a place we like to go to check out reviews yeah. and stuff. Uh, we have a lot of respect for that place. Uh, they actually put out a, how well do you know Zelda Ooh, trivia? It's 10 intimately. questions long. No. Uh, they're all multiple choices. Well, if it goes like this first one, you actually got to do it question by question. Trevor. Not including re-releases or remakes, so don't include those. How many mainline Nintendo Legend of Zelda games feature Link in the title? Three, four, five, or six? Link's Awakening. Link. This came out. um, Just let you know, this came out in February of this year. Okay. All right. So off the top of my head, I'm just going to do it this way. I'm not going to think too hard. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Zelda Two: The Adventures of Link. Uh, Link to the Past. Link's Awakening. Which those are all back to back, so that's funny. Um, and then, so the sixty-four, there weren't any. GameCube was Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild. Oh, I don't think I said Link Between Worlds. That was a three DS game, so I want to go with four. All right, four. Correct. There's four. Oh. You said them. Uh, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link, The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, and Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. All right, question number two. The Philips CD... Oh, God. uh, ...has... They worded this question word. Give me a second. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. All right. It's called the CDI, but it made it Mm -hmm. sound like he was making this a personal question. The Philips CDI hosted three poorly received non-Nintendo Zelda games. (laughs) <laughs> Which of the following was not a Philips CDI title? Okay. Here's your. Is it Link, the Faces of Evil, Zelda, the Wand of uh, Gamillion, or, uh, or Link's Adventure, or Zelda's Adventure? Which one was not a Philips CD title? So there's the Faces of Gamillion, Link's Adventure, and Zelda's Adventure? Faces of Evil, oh, the Wand was... of Gamillion, oh, yeah. Adventure, or Zelda's Adventure? Link's, Link's Adventure. Adventure. I think it was not one. All right. We'll click that. Correct. Oh, 
Uh, Nintendo and many fans don't consider the CDI games to be canon Zelda titles. <laughs> then they do some Mario ones that are kind of in the same yeah, way, too. They yeah, they some tor- terrible Mario point-and-click games. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you're two for two so far. Which Zelda game celebrated its 20th anniversary at the end of April 2020? Is it Link's Awakening, uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, or Windmaker? Well, that would be the year 2000, so that must be Majora's... Wait a minute. Majora's Mask. It must be Majora's Mask. Is that, is that your final answer? What were the choices again? Wind Waker. Majora's uh, Wind Mask. Waker, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, and Link's Awakening. No, it'd have to be Majora's Mask. All right. Yes. Very, very good. All right. The Ocarina of Time features seven sages. Uh, I got to send you a picture of this. I'll try to describe them so you can get it. Because <laughs> uh, I want you to name this sage. Uh, he's a big, bulky, strong-looking guy. He's not—he's he's not a person, though. He's, is he a Goron? Is that the question? It, It's—it's it's got four different names to choose from, but okay. it's got like a lot of hair. Like he's got like yeah. a beard here, here, and here, there. His arms are really, really long and strong-looking. He's got like a looks like a little bit of a pot belly. Yeah, too. I know he's a and Goron, he, but it might give me different names. And he's sort of a—he's sort of a goldish color, goldish okay. brown color. All right, the the choices are. Rauru, that's R-A-U-R-U. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Garuto, Goro Goro, or Darunia. Those are your choices. I think it's Garuto. I know he's a Goron. Right, clicking it. Wrong. Uh, I'm going to blame that on me, though, because I had to show you the picture. No, I know what he looks like, but I guess I forgot his name. Uh, the leader of Death Mountain's Goron tribe, so you did have that part right. Uh, Darunia is a sage of fire and uh, considers Link to be a sworn brother. Yeah, oh, here you go. What's the main part of a Goron's diet? Is it rocks, rubies, rocks. rats, or rubber plants? Did you say rocks? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. All right. Chronologically, you're on question six. According right. to the in-game universe, which game is the first in the series? Is it? Oh, God. Legend of Zelda. So which one takes place first? And I, I think I know what it is. I think it's Wind Zelda Waker. does jump around in time, so have fun. All right. Legend of Zelda. Is it Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link? The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, or is it Skyward, uh, Skyward Sword? Which one oh, first? Skyward Sword. Even though it's one of the later games to come out. Correct. Very good. Question seven. Navi accompanied Link on his adventure in Ocarina of Time. What, but what's the name of his fairy companion in Majora's Mask? Ooh. Is it... Can't be right. It's, I guess it's an L, not an I. Is that Tittle? <laughs> Tattle? Tail? Or Teal? It's T A E L. Or Trip? T R Y P. Is it Tittle, Tattle, Tail, or Trip? That's weird. I don't remember this. I want to go with the first one, Tittle. It was Tattle. I'm sorry. Tattle. To tell you. Okay. Yeah. That was the two I was choosing between. I don't yeah. remember the, that at all. I remember Navi. I, I think I always assumed it was still Navi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which of the following Zelda games has the lovable Tingle not appeared in? Oh. Uh, Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. The Minish Cap, Oracle of Ages, or Twilight Princess? Which one does not have Tingle in it? Well, I know he's definitely in Majora's Mask, and I know Twilight Princess was so weird. It just seems like he would fit there. I'm going to go with the um, Oracle of Ages. Wrong. Twilight ah. Princess. Oh, I think I've missed three now. All right. 
What is the you're on got two more left? What is the name of Link's talking boat in the Windmaker? Or Wind Waker. I want I'll keep wanting to say Windmaker. I don't know why. Wind Waker. He's the king is of the king? seas. So this should be easy. Uh King of Blue Fins, King of Golden Sunsets, King of Red Lions, or King of White Waves. Red Lions. Correct. There you go. You're back on track. Back on track. All right. All right. Here's your last question. What is uh Ganondorf's last name? Oh, that is going to give this. I'm gonna have fun here. All right. Hopefully I've heard it before. <laughs> Well, hopefully I pronounce it good enough. That's the main <laughs> thing. Agon Agonim. Ah, uh, that sounds Gr- right. But keep going. Dragmire, mm-hmm. uh, Grimoire, or mm-hmm. Mandrag. The first Mandrag. one. Agonim or whatever. Wrong. No, no. Agonim was. I think that's a totally separate character. It's so actually Dragmire. Yeah. I honestly, I don't even know if I've even heard that. Huh. All right, you got six out of ten. Uh, they say not bad, but. Uh, you still got to collect some heart pieces, Trevor. Man, I got like five in a row. I thought I was going to be doing. You great. were knocking them out of the park at the beginning, All right. but that, but that is, uh, that is this game in a nutshell. Uh, we finally did another Zelda game. I do want to cover the one we've been teasing forever <laughs> at some point, and honestly, we probably need to do one of the sixty-four ones. <laughs> but, well, Ocarina of Time was officially my favorite game for a long time, so it might be time to find out if it still is. Yeah. And I'm more than willing to jump into those because I like this one so much. Uh, but thank you for listening. We appreciate all of you. Uh, we've already shielded enough throughout this, and I don't think we need to shield yeah. again here at the end. So, but thank you for listening. We appreciate all of you for Trevor, I'm Johnny, and for Tim. Uh, thank you uh, for everything. It really means a lot to us. And stay tuned. I don't remember what games we're covering next, but we're going to have some fun, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs>